Good morning. I'm Tamara McDaniel, and this is Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. We are here at the store at 3000 West Springfield in Champaign, corner of Springfield and Duncan, with our experts standing by. They include John Weisgarver. Good morning, Tamara. Good morning, John. Uh, good morning, Marianne Metz. Morning, Tamara. Ooh. All right. I'm going to be working on these microphone Ooh. levels Ooh. for a second here. Ooh. Good morning, Steve Brown. We've good missed morning. you. Hey, I've missed you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, we did miss you. Yeah. The phone oh. numbers to call oh. in are 356-9397, or you can text us at 351-5357. So you've just been traveling the globe, haven't you? Uh, Shopping. Not really. Uh, more traveling the states. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the globe. That works. Yeah. It's on the globe. Yeah, everybody's pumped about some new things that they've seen and know that That's they can combine together for next year. That's awesome. Upgrade. I and can't then, wait. Then, of course, the three of us had an opportunity to uh, meet with some of our tropical plant vendors. Uh, that was fun. Week before last. Yeah. That was fun. It and, felt really uh, good. Make a few yeah. new relationships with some new suppliers and yep. came up with some more promo items that we can share with customers and uh, just getting better. Great ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. So, so we're, we're kind of, of excited and, you know, I'm sure tomorrow when it's pushing 50 and Monday when it's over <laughs> 50. Oh my gosh. Yes. Let's start planting. Yeah. We're going to be, uh, <laughs> well, actually, yeah, I just got an, another follow-up confirmation on the geranium, the first order of geranium plug. So. Oh, that's right. They'll be Linda's coming before you. On geranium. Well, they will soon. They'll be coming before you know it. <laughs> They're going to start filling pots. It's February first, guys. February first. I know. We made it through Yee. January. Yes, we did. We made it. Make it, make it <laughs> through another goodness. six weeks or so, and and it'll be it'll be done. We'll be ready to start planting. Well, seriously. I mean, or I mean, really, when you think about it, four weeks or five weeks from now, yeah, we'll probably see the first pansies. Oh, for sure. For sale. Oh, yeah. will it be that long? Oh, sorry. Come on. <laughs> I'm, well, I just, I'm ready. We get excited. Yeah, I'm ready now. Mm-hmm. I know Brian's ready. I am. He's ready for pansies. Oh, oh, when I was on my dog walk this morning, there's the, the great little galanthus or the snowdrops are popping through. Are they? Nice. I saw some little tiny white flower buds down there under Boy, the leaves. Boy, by the middle of the week, they ought to start <laughs> pushing up Oh, yeah, really as long well. as warm as it's going to be. Yeah. Hard to imagine time for snowdrops soon. Yeah. Witch hazel soon. Yeah. Some but it the, is. Some of the earliest of the early. I'm ready. I could just deal with a little bit of sunshine. How are things? I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't uh, that be nice? Uh, Leon told me uh, he's got uh, some hellebores in all their glory blooming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was talking about, we had this um, a couple uh. of years ago. It was uh, Jacob, I uh, can't remember the last name, but it was a man's name. And it, was, it started blooming in December. And I, I think his has been blooming for four or five weeks now a long time it's just loaded wow I like crazy in flower but that little nice. protected area microclimates are wonderful now I, i've got to go out and look around a little bit see what's closely. going on Maybe yeah better. yeah <laughs> i know what happens without us whether we're looking or not it happens <laughs> overall how would you say things are looking outside in your garden Oh, actually, I expected to see a little more burn than I've seen, but uh, so I'm really pleased with that. Um, I, you know, the first couple of colds, I mean, serious colds we had, which was really early in the season, November and December, mm-hmm. I had some camisipras got that got a little bit tinged, uh-huh. even though I thought they had enough water. <sighs> anyway, I, I think everything else is looking really good. It's it's in my mind. I'm seriously having to get outdoors and do my pruning now. I you know I look out yeah. and I see the things that 
I know need to be done. But my Japanese maples simply haven't lost their leaves yet. How about you? Yeah, it's mine amazing. still have leaves. It yeah. is really? incredible. Yeah. I have quite a few leaves still as well. And and from a pruning standpoint, you're absolutely right. It's time. It is. And, and if you could get out today when the weather's moderate or tomorrow, yeah, when it's even nicer, yeah, uh, be great weather conditions to get it done. Absolutely, for sure. Just because the, I, I know the soil is going to be a little bit soft. I think the um, four and eight inch temperatures, uh, soil temperatures are in the mid thirties, like thirty five or thirty six. So it's 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 still a little soft. So just be careful not to trample your flower beds if you, if you need to be in them to to pr do your pruning. But okay, um, yeah, it's time. Yeah. Let's get out there. Yay. So yeah. you're saying somebody could be digging post holes this weekend. That's right. Mm. Wow. It won't be me, but. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Who's putting a fence in? I don't know. <laughs> no. mm. He's got to point the finger, somebody. Yeah, I have to, <laughs> I have to do some pruning, uh, major pruning. I have had uh, some critters visiting, chewing on some of my hydrangeas than my ruby slippers so yeah. so you know one is like eight inches off the ground and then the other half of the plant is like two feet up <laughs> <laughs> so 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 yeah you know i gotta do a little little shaping the uh, nice part about that is since they'll bloom on the current season's growth absolutely you yeah. aren't gonna take a step back for flowering yeah so that's good and it, while i'm at it because these are two newer ones and i've got three older ones so i think i'm gonna maybe do a little takedown on the older yeah. ones too. Oh, nice. Even them Just out. Just to even bit. them out. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Can't you train your critters to do that for you? I'm sorry. This, you know, if they're going to eat, they might as well eat I don't know. symmetrically. <laughs> <laughs> so do you just kind of like take a five-gallon bucket and cut the bottom out, slip it over a plant, and anything that's sticking up above the five-gallon bucket mark, you just lop it off? Or how, how do you do that, John? Oh, gotta love it. <laughs> <laughs> Guess not. No, no. 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 It's an interesting way well, to prune. It would be, and of course, if there's <laughs> obviously there's there's uh, something. He's that considering I, doing it now, isn't he? <laughs> I was thinking, mm, interesting. Okay, so well, well, you know, wherever you wherever you prune, it's gonna branch out. So, uh, so you know, you that's have good to, advice. You have to think about how you're gonna shape it. Right. What are some other things that you need to keep in mind while pruning? Mm. Just basics. Just start th with this is this is why you need to use your 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 uh, camera. Remember how things are look, how they look. Like John's saying, he needs to even them up. Well, is it actually growing over something else, or is it actually growing out in your pathway? And is that how you need to prune? Mm. You know, look at those photographs and determine what it is that that's going on that you need to correct. But crossing branches are not healthy. Take out any dead. You can do that any time. But now's a good time because you can actually see it. Okay. So dead branching, broken, things like that. Okay. So you got to start with obviously sharp, clean tools. Yes. Mm. And if it's a plant that did have some serious disease problems, I'd probably have some uh, rubbing alcohol or a 10% uh, bleach and water solution with me, so I could clean off my shears in between cuts. But um, wow! And I think the most cuts. important thing after that is, like Marianne said, think about it before you do it. 
you can't put it back. You can't, you can't put back it on. back. No, that's so. right. So before you cut, you know, and, and, and obviously doing some research. And are, are you trying to cut out dead? Are you trying to eliminate crossing or rubbing branches or weak angles that are going to be more likely to split or break um, as they get heavier or if you have a windstorm or an ice storm? Yeah. Or are you trying to prune to regenerate the plant to have more flowers or more fruit production? Or, you know, what are you doing? So you may want to do a little bit of research. Uh, that's a good point, Steve. If 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 it's fruit production, you know, apple trees, pear trees, what whatever it is you have, that's it, it's an art certainly. Like we're talking about the ornamentals, P- fruit production printing is is really a, a huge science also. So you really need to do the research for that. Absolutely. And and each each genus has its own thing about how to prune. So that's okay. something you should be up on before you just get the clippers out and get out there. Yeah, and uh, U of I Extension has great information oh about gosh, that. Yeah. You can just go on, and, and it'll tell you exactly what to do and how to do it uh, for each different type of fruit or, or flowering tree, too. But, yes. Uh, yeah, and, of course, also you have to keep in mind about the flowering shrubs, whether it blooms early yes. or later. That's why we just talked about the hydrangeas, where it was going to be blooming on new wood and a little bit later uh you know we can go ahead and prune those but i wouldn't want to go out right now and prune my forsythia or my lilacs Mm -hmm. because you're going to be pruning off the potential flowers coming up another don't go out and prune now basically would be roses unless there's something broken or split or oh for sure um, even if you see some dead i would probably wait to see if i get more dead (laughs) <laughs> more dead. More Later dead. on. Yeah. Dead or more dead. Yeah. <laughs> dead or more dead. Well, and hopefully if you had some of your hybrid roses, you would have uh, mulched them in really well or protected them yeah, somehow. Really well. and uh, But still leave them, leave them alone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Good advice. Just say no. Yeah. This is Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens. You can phone in at 356-9397 or text us at 351-5357. We should cover the Valentine's Day specials real quick because that's only two weeks away. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine? I know. Two weeks from yesterday, folks. Today is the first day of February Uh, and two weeks from yesterday. Yep. Yeah. Good for you for knowing. Mr. Brown. Uh, it's amazing when you look Mrs. at a calendar, Brown you can just pick those it's things just out. right there. Huh. <laughs> yeah, how about that? Huh. So we have uh, repeating a couple of really popular specials. So you buy a $50 gift card, and you get one of these $20 orchids absolutely free. And they beautiful. are beautiful orchids. They are. Absolutely are beautiful. Really intense colors. Great. Phalaenopsis orchid. So um, they come in a ceramic pot. Lovely ceramic pots. Uh, so a pretty, few different colors. Pretty sharp, so it's ready to go. Um, you can give the gift card and the orchid as a gift. I've known some people like Ed Kelly who <laughs> have, who have <laughs> maybe kept one of the two items for themselves and given the other. Yes. Um, so no. I'm, sure, I'm sure there's been another person or two that's uh, done that over the years. Um, so that's, a, that's fantastic. And that's while supplies last. Uh, typically, we have enough to get close to Valentine's Day, but you just never know. So if you want the best selection and color of orchid, you can keep the orchid fresh in your house um, and uh, and then present the gift later. If the person that you're going to give it to lives in the same home, then, you know, come in just before Valentine's Day. I think I'm going to do it, but I'm going to keep both. (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, okay. hey, you know what? I can Just see that. that. Get them and say thank you, Dan. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or not. Yeah. Just get them. That always works out. Valentine's gift to me. Oh, we've sold an awful lot of orchids yes, already. People getting ready for that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, if you're going to use the gift card anyway, coming up soon, yeah, what the heck, not? you're kind of getting a free orchid out of the deal. Yeah, so. why not? So that's well, going on. And then if you don't want to spend 50 bucks on a gift card, you can buy a $25 gift card. You can. And you can get a free papyrus card, Valentine's card. That's neat. Those, Those are attention. Yeah. Those yeah. are great cards. Classy. A, a pretty w- good way to do it. Renewable yep. And then we've even seen a few people buy both gift cards, the 50 and the 25. I like it. Get the it. free papyrus card and get the free orchid. Mm-hmm. Ooh. There's a plan. And there's lots of options yeah. there. Yeah. So. Nice. Lots of fun. Lots yeah. of options in the orchid well, colors, or well, d- oh, depending gosh. on depending on what you want to do with the cards and the orchids and the gift cards. Good point. You know. Yeah. And and again, the orchids come with its own shot glass. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Is that convenient or what? It Sitting really on is. your your uh, dining room or or living room table. Water responsibly. Warm water only. Water responsibly. Water responsibly. I think that's good advice. Yeah. Oh, thank you, John. Low to medium sunlight. Oh, I was wondering that what you would what kind of sunlight orchids would need. What what a great way to remember that little. Uh, Class sitting there with your orchid. Oh, that's how much water I put in. Yes. And then it tells you when. Yes. One one full shot once a week. And and see, they even call it a shot for the shot glass. <laughs> <laughs> you need to give your shot a shot to the so orchid. How, how are your indoor plants holding up so far this when year? When I remember to water them, they're doing just fine. And that's probably a okay thing that you're keeping a little bit on yeah. the dry side. They, they need to slow down. Well, they are slowing down, so they're not using as much water. The sunlight mm-hmm. is actually minimalized right now because of the gray days and shorter days. But um, they're doing okay. And because I use the systemic insecticide, I don't have any bugs on them. Have you been reapplying? I, no, but it is time right now. From from when it because I think it's an eight week residual eight is weeks, it not? Uh-huh. Um, so it was about eight weeks ago, two months ago that I started doing that. So okay. yeah, I tell you if, if the if the plants are clean, yeah, when they come inside, it makes all the difference. It really does. Yep. Well, I actually started really early. So in I August, well, I, I started. Know. I know. Pat yourself on you the back. So this let would actually. Let me get. <laughs> let me get that for you. So this would actually be a third application if I do it. And I probably will, but um, yeah, I did it once inside, so it just, it's like, wow, it works. Yes. (laughs) Take your own advice. Oh, God. (laughs) That's so much easier and less messy than trying to use the topical sprays, because you have to move it to the, you know, garage or the tub or whatever, where you're going to spray it. Or or walk into the the room and you look, oh my gosh, what's wrong with that plant? And it's just loaded with with critters, you know, it's like, oh. So, yeah, it's planning ahead. I'm so proud of myself. Have nice. very many people been coming in and, and having problems themselves? I, I haven't had that many questions about houseplants, about um, that kind of an issue, but certainly occasionally. We're, we're selling so many houseplants. The, the houseplant sales were up like stupid, crazy percentages in Great. the month of January. And, you know, and, sh- and, it, and they've been trending up, you know, certainly for the last couple of years. So... I think it's just another testament to the interest level uh, that everybody has in the houseplants. But, um, you know, it's 
that's one of the departments that we probably see an average younger age mm-hmm. yes. and almost more so than any other department. Really? So there's a lot more uh, 20 and 30-somethings uh, yeah. in that department, I'd say, than any other department in the store. Yeah. It makes you feel so good to have that living thing along in the house with it you. It does. Yeah. Yes, and, and a few I, of them. I've watched a number of young people bring in their, their kids, their young children, and they'll walk through the house plant room, and a, a child will pick out their favorite-looking thing, you know, and it's like th- this child is going to go home and take care of this or, or help take care of it at mm-hmm. least and take ownership of it, you know, learn yes. learn the responsibility of taking care of something right. and yeah. watching it thrive. That's I think that's really neat. Naming it is cool. It. I mean, that's how I first learned to be – got my interest in plants was – I would be so fascinated at my grandma's house at the African violet oh that my she gosh, would yeah. have. And I would just love to, I would just look at it, study it. And yeah, it was pretty cool. That was in my house also, always. Yeah. African violet. Oh really? my gosh. Yeah. That's wonderful. Hmm. Doesn't take much to spark the interest, does it? <laughs> no. African violets are beautiful, though, so, yeah. And yeah. did she, uh, she was able to grow them indoors? Oh, yeah. Or that's okay. Well, they are for indoors, basically. I mean, you could do them outdoors, but you'd want to keep them in a very sheltered area. Protected, yeah, for certainly. Plus, no the foliage sun. likes to stay dry, you know, even though they take a fairly even moisture in the soil. The, that fuzzy foliage, if it gets cooler water on it or even just much water on it at all, tends to spot. So they're a, a great plant to water, water from below, if you will. Okay. I, I was thinking they were more of a cool weather flower aren't they they usually come out in spring and fall you're thinking of a violet in the yard i think as opposed to an african violet okay okay that could very well be you're thinking of that champagne violet the rantoul none other the (laughs) rantoul violet yeah there you go (laughs) yeah i see you have seeds out yes i think this is a the time to to address um seed starting (laughs) certainly is the time to start thinking about what it is you want to plant in, in seeds, whether it's ornamental or edible, what fun stuff to do. So getting your your materials together, you know, all the necessary uh, things, and picking out se- seeds. I don't know how you do that with 50 feet of seed packets over there. Oh, my gosh. To choose from. It's, it's really exciting to, to just walk down that aisle and look at all of the, the beautiful pictures and start reading about them. Start reading about them. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Read the seed packets. Read it. Yeah. Yeah. What are we looking for? It tells you everything you need to know. Everything. Absolutely. Like? Like. <laughs> how, how tall it'll grow? Well, that. Actually, yes. That, too. And it'll, it tells you how long it takes to germinate, approximate germination. It tells you how long it, it takes to uh, for maturity to get your, for instance, if you're doing fruit or vegetables. Right. So. So yeah, and then it also is going to give you uh, planting times. And and how much daylight exposure it needs. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, that too. I'm learning. But <laughs> see, like this one, full sun. This is a tomato. Oh, seed. That's yeah. a beautiful tomato. And yes. you know the maturity and time. Big that's variety in tomatoes too. Days to maturity. That's kind of a big deal in tomatoes particularly yeah. oh really we've, we've got to have that first tomato on the block you know that oh, kind okay of thing, so yes <laughs> reminds me of the uh, article this morning in the news gazette ryan pankow wrote um and one of somebody he knew mm-hmm. was like that yes and was probably already if not germinating right now 
uh, may have just gotten done. They like to have the first tomatoes in June if they yeah, can. Yeah, okay, that helps if you have a greenhouse, and that person did, if the article said. So, okay, you know, yeah, if you've got point. a greenhouse, go for it. But, <laughs> you know, it, if you're like most of us and you're just starting it in your home, you it, it's way too early to start seeds. Yeah. yeah. Because Even like, with a grow light. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, five to seven weeks. It says start indoors five to seven weeks before last frost on this particular package, which is not uncommon. Uh, five to seven weeks. Okay, that's not quite two months. This is February 1st, so that means that you'd be getting it ready for April 1st. Our last frost is middle of May, late May. Okay. So it's way too early. Yeah, frost-free is yeah, middle of May. But, okay. but not everything's like that. No. There's, you know, some of the greens, the spinach. I mean, you should be, Steve, putting out spinach soon, shouldn't you? And Lacey, okay, he's laughing at me. <laughs> you did get your raised beds done, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Amongst the travels, yeah. Okay. Um, but in three or four weeks. Yeah. Depending upon what the weather's like. Yeah. And you'd be sowing right be, just I'd, out into a bed, well, wouldn't I'd, you? Yeah, I'd be yeah. sowing those directly yeah. in the bed, yeah. Okay. And what I did not, I mean, it seems obvious when I read it, but I didn't really realize this, is that uh, seeds can expire, and you can't really hold on to seeds and just wait until you can plant them. That's but they can last a long time. They, if yeah, they, they will do. store dry and moderate to slightly cool temperatures. Not yeah. cold, slightly cool. They could hmm. last for years. Yeah. And but you can you can do a viability test very easily, too. Yes, you, you can. can you can take some paper towels, and, you know, put, say, like, put 10 seeds in it and keep them in and, and see how many actually wet, wet, paper wet, towel. wet paper towels. Absolutely. Keep them wet until you see something to start to sprout. Uh, you know, maybe maybe seven will come out of the 10 or maybe only three will come out of the 10. So that kind of tells you how old it is. But, oh. but are you And if it's old and you only get three out of the 10, you can still use it. You just maybe have to sew it a little bit thicker and heavier. Okay. Than what you would otherwise. Yeah. Okay. But expiration dates are, are on the packets, seed packets. It should be safe. It said, should tell you that it was packed for this year, 2020. Okay. That's this year, right? Yeah, 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Just checking. And especially if you're if you're somebody that is into collecting heirloom seeds or whatever from some of your plants, and you want to keep them each year, then that's the key to keep them dry. So. Okay. Like some of my pumpkin seeds. But why not? Why not do the test before you sew them? That way, you would know. That's a great idea. I yeah. didn't know about the test, but yeah, I'll the be trying test. that with a few of my seeds. Yes, and it's encouraging to know that they don't necessarily uh, go. Uh, oh yeah, out it's of December thirty first. We're done. We're stopping. No, <laughs> it, it doesn't happen like that. <laughs> <laughs> or even you know, a year old. Or so and I think we're waiting on some of the bulk seed to arrive still. But I think other yeah. than that, I do believe every brand of package seed the package is in seeds stock are in, yes. and over there and on display. Display looks fantastic. Oh, it does. Yeah. Absolutely. It's uh, probably easier to shop and find than it ever has been before in terms of the way it's displayed. Yeah. So pretty cool. It is exciting. But the bulk seed should be soon. But mostly yeah, but, it's but stuff that you don't want to plant right now anyway. So. Sure. And nothing wrong with, you know it out now and taking it home and it's in your plan and you know what and you're looking at it every day thinking oh it won't be yeah. long now mm -hmm. <laughs> start to get your supplies that you'll need right yeah 
It's an exciting time of year. I'm trying it. to think other than grass, what would you want in bulk seed? Oh, seriously? Oh, we, it, well, I mean, we yeah. carry quite a few vegetable varieties in bulk seed. Really? Yeah, and it could be big seeds like beans and corn and peas, or it could be small seeds like turnips or radishes or uh -huh. lettuce. Or there are lots of people that have really big gardens. You know, the the uh, community gardens usually that, that will rent mm -hmm. a space, those are probably bigger gardens for most people. So... Yeah, they come in. This is what this is my favorite. So I'm going to plant a lot of this. Yeah. Yeah, we sell a lot of bulk seed. And huh. You don't have to have. I mean, the the scoops aren't. It's not like we're selling it all by the pound. I mean, most right. of it's sold by the scoop. Mm -hmm. So it's it's reasonable if you're going to have a decent sized row or a couple rows of yeah. something to go yeah. ahead and buy it that way. Nice. Save some bucks. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. And there are things that we get, in those that we don't. I mean, some of it's overlap, but there's some things available that way that aren't the other way and vice versa. So you just have to evaluate, which is going to work out better for you. Okay. Good, good. Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens, 356-9397. So I was watching the Waltons recently. Uh-oh. And, <laughs> and they had a cousin come visit, and mm. she really wanted to take home. Olivia gave her a cutting of their Christmas cactus that apparently had been in the family for a few generations. And, and this cousin was just thrilled to get this clipping. And then it, I only think of this now because Brian was asking you a question about his Christmas cactus this morning. Uh-huh. Uh, what was it he needed help with? Oh, he just wondered about the Christmas cactus. Should it be flushing out yet, growing yet, um, oh. just after it's flowered? He has the most incredible luck with Christmas cactus. I can't believe it. His often bloom twice a year. Oh, wow. It's like, that's just not fair. <laughs> and because yeah, he's the, 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 the best at neglecting things. <laughs> he does that really well. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> Christmas cactus are that easy to take care of, huh? Yeah, they are. Okay, good. Pretty, pretty easy. Yeah, good, good. Well, unless you leave them outdoors. But I wouldn't expect new growth on that any more than I would any other type of houseplant this time of year. No. Yeah. You know, so if you have the really good growing conditions, you're going to have some new growth. And if you have average growing conditions, you're probably another four to six weeks away from seeing much, much new growth on some plants. Yeah. So, yeah. And of course, it depends on the variety too. Sure. Sure. Most of the most of the plants you have indoors are basically kind of in a dormant state right now, just because the light levels are really low. Right. And as soon as you we get into to March ish we're going to start to see some yeah. things to start to take off can't wait we'll start to see it oh and that's when we really need to keep up on our watering right water yes. more you can start, start seeing some fertilization if you want to yeah. oh okay yeah good good fun stuff and so consequently as far as transplanting houseplants putting them in a new pot or container if you're concerned that their current size pot or home is too small mm -hmm. i would be thinking about what I'm going to do because probably again around early to mid-March I'm going to be thinking yeah it's about time because I'm going to be entering that warmer period more growth longer days hopefully some more sunshine kind of stuff yeah. so it'd be a good time to do that um, I've got a fiddle leaf fig that really needs some reshaping and I'm trying to get more new growth in the middle of the plant and so I'll probably do a massive pruning mm -hmm. um, in March to try and redirect the plant's energy and try and fill in the inside a little bit. Are you going to keep it indoors? Oh, yeah. 
Okay, but I was just wondering if you're going to put it out later outside. No, no. I don't really okay. want to mess with trying to get that through the door. <laughs> Got it. Been there. <laughs> the the some some plants grow really vigorously. They they grow well. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you've got this plant that's filling up your room and it's certainly not going to go through the door. Right. And what kind of plant were you It's a fiddly dealing fig. With? A fiddly fig. Yeah. Yeah. But that's one you've had a long time. Yeah, maybe 10, 12 years. Mm-hmm. That's a, a long little bit longer. Oh, wow. Not forever, but and it's 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 reliable and dependable and it's a survivor, so it, it deserves whatever it can get. <laughs> That's good. And there isn't any way to prune it so that it wouldn't grow quite as much. Oh, yeah, he's going to have to. I, I'm not concerned about its overall size. I'm concerned about its overall shape right now. It's a little bit more horizontal than I would like it to be. And I'd like it to be a little bit fuller on the inside. So I've got to cut it back hard, it's but it's going to look like out. it's going to look like the Dickens for about six weeks after I cut it until it starts to flush out really well. So if I were to do it now, it's going to look bad longer. Yeah. So I'm going to wait and then whack it. It's like outdoors. It's time to start addressing it. Think about it. Just kind of evaluate where it is you're going to prune and not prune. Okay. And why you're going to prune. That That's a good point, Steve. You're doing it for aesthetics and to control the size of it. And sometimes you want to do that outdoors in, in your plants in your in your yard. Um, oh sometimes yeah. not. Sometimes I've never heard of anybody forcing a plant into an area that would be often not recommended, but that's what never? they want to do. Never heard of that. Huh. <laughs> Oops. <Yep. laughs> but we are Trying coming up anyway. yeah, soon uh, to think about working on our fruits. Yes, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Which fruits do well in this uh, zone? What are we, five? Okay. We're on the border, aren't we? On a cusp? Never mind. I'm going to hush. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the small fruits do pretty darn well. Yeah. So, you know, the most popular small fruit that we sell is strawberries. Okay. Um, We sell more strawberries than you could possibly imagine in the spring. Good gods. So they're individual pots. They're in bare root bundles of 25 plants. We'll have them in hanging baskets or window boxes. We'll have them all kinds of different ways that they can be purchased. And that's our most popular, but we sell a lot of raspberries, Raspberry. oh, uh, yeah. a lot of blueberries, grapes, some grapes, some blackberries, mm-hmm. some currants, and I know some, some gooseberries. Gooseberries. <laughs> um, gooseberries. And, and your trees, of course, you know, apples. Apples, cherries. Apple, apples more than any other fruit tree, but yeah. then cherries are right right up there. Yeah. Um, plums, peaches plums and do pretty plums well. and pears. Plums, and yeah. Huh. Asian pears. pears. So, nice selection there. Do they have any dwarf varieties of those? Yeah, there are. And semi-dwarfs are more common in the industry than dwarfs are, and typically are maybe the most productive, if you will, in terms of the balance of size of the tree and how fast they produce fruit. Um, So, and semis are kind of being that 10 to 12, maybe more like a 12 to 15 foot. Height okay. and width, kind okay. of thing, which is still pretty tall, but mm-hmm. with the aid of a fruit picker, you can get up and uh, reach most anything. Yeah, with your feet, feet on the ground. Is easier than 20 feet or 25 feet. It sure is. Good point. 
Well, and if you keep up with a uh, pruning cycle, then, you know, a lot of times people uh, let it grow for five years and then all of a sudden it's kind of out of control. Mm. So you want to keep pruning and for fruit production and keeps the size down too. Right. And some people prune every year, every other year, but yeah, mm-hmm. don't wait five years and yeah. or yeah. 10 or 15 like we've had people say, I haven't pruned this ever. What do I do? It's, it's difficult to take a tree yeah. down, but it take you could do it. Just takes a few years to to happen. You just don't want to print it that much all at once. Okay, that's why every year, every other year is probably the best cycle to be in. Okay, yeah. I don't know if you've ever gone past a, an orchard before, and you see how how the trees in the winter time look so so they're just like really cut back, and all you see are are big branches. Yes. Yeah. Like somebody just came along with a big. Uh, hedge cutter and it just went right across. It's even more dramatic if you go by a vineyard and see. Oh, that's just what I was thinking, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they take the the skeleton of the grape branching back to next to nothing. You take almost 80 to 90% of the plant back, the vine back. It just seems impossible. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. Going back to the uh, the smaller fruits, you mentioned like the blackberries, raspberries, blueberries. I know some of those come with thorns, but do they also have thornless varieties? There are some thornless varieties. Oh, good. And uh, no reason not to have one as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It just makes it that much. That's so, right. Yeah. Um, was that uh, Chester that we Chester's had last year on the, on the thornless blackberry? I actually think so. I've got three this year, three thornless blackberries of different kinds. Okay. And annuals, perennials? Perennials. Perennials. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. You know, a a big trend right now is hybridizing for shorter, more compact plants in not necessarily raspberries, but blueberries, certainly. Okay. And that's kind of fun. Um, You you can put them in containers because they're only a two, three feet tall, so it makes a nice container plant. And typically very winter-hardy on the yeah, blueberry, winter, too. Yeah, very winter-hardy. Mm-hmm. So they have a better and chance of making it. The neat thing, I, and I did that a couple of years container. ago, um, the, the, and I did it for the birds just as pretty much, except for the fall color, is stunning. Mm. It's kind of like having a service berry tree. You know, their fall color is just amazing. Uh, blueberries are like that also. Really? Yeah, so you've got that interest. They're kind of a silvery blue foliage, you know, during the season. Okay. The birds, you, you're attracting birds, and you can and then enjoy it in the fall. But Or enjoy the fruit yourself if you can get out there before the birds do. But, you know, you can <laughs> have that anywhere because it's in a container. You can put that anywhere in your garden. That's fabulous. Yeah, That's it really nice. is. It's fun. All right. Uh, if I wanted to try to... Espelier something. Is it better just to go ahead and and purchase something that has already been started, or is it possible to go ahead and grow something yourself? Are we still talking fruits, or are we talking something else? Well, I was kind. I guess fruits was what made me think of it. Um, What else would you do that for? There'd be a number of ornamentals that you could espelier if you wanted to. Yeah. Uh, If you were going for that look, so I think it. Kind of just depends on what do you have in mind. Yeah. You know, if it's really just ornamental or if it's a combination of a f- edible mm-hmm. uh, deal. And then how much of a project you want to make out of it. It, it would be a project. Whether or not you want that challenge. Yeah. And, and, and whether or not you can find something already started in an espalier that you're, that you're going after. Right. Because typically when it comes to fruits, you're going to see espalier to apples. 
primarily and, mostly and not much else and you guys do have them when when it's yeah. in season yeah and typically they're that's great they're often three or four or five varieties of apples same of different varieties on the same tree that are grafted so you have that cross-pollinization kind of thing oh, okay so you don't have to worry about having a neighbor tree but to do it speaking of espalier and, and pruning that's the essence of of pruning i mean that's you're, you have to be at it all the time. So it has to be one of those things that you want to dedicate yourself to. Okay. Otherwise, it'll be out of control mm. within a season, don't very, you think? Very quickly. Yeah. No kidding. But, you know, if you're if you're actually looking for that experience, try try a, a grape, like Steve was just talking about. It takes us back to almost nothing. But then you can, as the season goes, you can have exactly the number of, of arms, if it were, um, that you want. You don't have to have... A big vine, but it'll you know it grows a lot in one season. Okay, yeah. and what fun! And that'd yeah. be an example yeah, of a, just of to do it for fun of a fast-growing plant that you just about have to do it that way and and train it and support it and stuff yeah. like that uh, for decent fruit production. But um, something quick growing, mm-hmm. this more of an ornamental that I think would it's doable, but I think it would be a pain because it grows so fast. Something like a pyracantha Ooh. or some shrub. If you wanted to spell you that, they, they can be beautiful and stunning, but I've seen that but they grow so quickly. It's like, you know, you're devoting 15 minutes a week. And, and they have foreign mm-hmm. thorns, it. so it's a little more of a challenge. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, but you know what? We've been to, to uh, places and, and vendors and seen espalier Japanese maples, for heaven's <gasps> sakes. Really? Seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean. Why would. I don't understand why would you espalier something that wasn't like fruit producing or why would you uh, why would uh, you if it spa- wasn't could producing be space limitations just like it would be with a fruit producing plant uh, we've seen that effectively used for screening yeah absolutely oh. I, I mean so if you had a deck or a patio and you didn't have a lot of depth nearby but you wanted that a, look. A, a different look yeah. than what would be common uh, some Japanese you know especially blood good yeah. Uh, stunning. Blood good? It's, it's a, a variety. The most popular variety of oh, Japanese okay. maple. Um, <laughs> That's what happens I thought it was a movie print. you missed, huh? <laughs> it's the cutting. <laughs> Where are you ho- going with your, this? Your Halloween uh, <laughs> personality is coming out here. Or good blood. Yeah, woo. Okay. So I'm thinking red leaves. Actually, possibly. yes. It is red leaves. <laughs> good guess. <laughs> Thank you. You brought up cross-pollination earlier. Do you kind of have to worry about that with all of your fruits or or only no, specific that, ones? No, it's confusing. <laughs> yeah. It is. I know uh, blue, some, I some plants are self, need two different varieties, yeah. Some some fruits are self-pollinating and do well, don't need a mate or a different variety, and some do. Pumpkins are self Mating, what's pollinating? Yeah. pollinating? Yeah. You wouldn't have to have a you wouldn't have to have a different pumpkin variety or another plant somewhere else. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. But then, like you mentioned, the apples would uh, it would give them just healthier. Well, more f- more productive. So apples yeah. are are better with a different variety to cross pollinate, and the and that variety of apple needs to be blooming at the same time. So you wouldn't have a really really early apple and a really really late apple because the f- flowers are probably earlier and later and may not cross over to hmm. pollinate. So an early with an early, early with a mid, or a mid with a mid, or a mid with a late, something like that, you'll be fine. Uh, there are pollinator charts, charts about what varieties will cross other varieties. Oh. 
in, nice. in, in anything that needs a cross-pollination, you, you'll find that chart. Okay. Interesting. Online, I'm guessing? Oh, sure. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> but but the university has, as John was talking about, the uh, small fruit. Uh, it's just called a small fruit guide. Mm-hmm. It's a fabulous little book. So, it, uh, but online, they have a fabulous website, too. So yeah. information is right there at your fingertips. And it's no more pertinent than the University of Illinois because that's right here. So, you know, it's it's yeah, dealing not, with They're not talking us. about stuff that was done outside of the Midwest or even outside of Illinois. They're talking about real experience and practical yes. advice for this area. Yeah. Yeah. And some of them will even talk about, hey, if you're in northern Illinois, maybe these varieties are better. If you're in central or southern Illinois, maybe these varieties are better. So it's that specific. Good. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a big help. Yeah, it yeah, is a big great. help. Yeah. All right, this is Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens. Just a couple of minutes left. I, You know, what's going to be fun, too, it, it, probably a little bit this week, but probably the next week, if anybody comes in and they see Mary Ann and she seems to be a little bit distant and removed. <laughs> It's it's because most of the new ceramic pots oh, my will gosh. be on display. Oh, my so, not, not this coming week because there's so stinking many, but over the course of the next two weeks. Brian was telling or me about she's, that. Or He's if you're talking too. to her and she's looking over your shoulder and staring at something else, it's, it's <laughs> just trying to. Okay, so. She'll be distracted. So Cindy just took, took John and I out there yesterday to look at some of the stuff that's coming out. I mean, it's all packaged up so you can't really see it. I mean, it's, it's going to take a couple of weeks, like Steve said, to get them out. But it's like, I can see the outline. Look at that. Or you can see the color. <laughs> and I, I just am, I'm excited. This, this really starts to get me pumped up about the whole season. Yeah, so the, let's get on with it. The container from Malaysia came in and the container from Vietnam. Yeah. came in and there's still a lot more others and then there's another 30 pallets out there of them and it's just like yeah so start thinking about it but so you can't again, see them yet but yes give the lady a break <laughs> the next couple of weeks sounds good well uh before we run out of time i just wanted to congratulate real quick lucas and jessica two of your employees here who um, met here at Prairie Gardens and fell in love, and now they're engaged. Yes, they're planning their wedding now. Did you see her beautiful (laughs) ring? I just love it when people meet at work, and, you know, you got the little romance going. (laughs) And uh, so big congratulations to Lucas and Jessica on their engagement. Pretty sweet people. Yes. A a long line of uh, relationships that were formed Cultivated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, and, and, and I'm not so they sure we've had any plants. that have ended. I can't think of it. Oh, that speaks a lot. Yeah. Yes, it does. How about that? Yeah. So, Jessica, I imagine, will be in your wedding section, maybe checking Hanging out. out. <laughs> yeah. Seeing all the little things that she could get. And There's a lot to look at in that little section. Yeah. It's yes. not so little, actually. Yes, you are correct there. Hopefully um, he's smart and buys the $50 gift card in the... It's the orchid. Oh, Lucas, I hope you're listening. John's going to be his advisor. Valentine's Day. That's right. Lucas, you just proposed. You (laughs) can't not give her something for Valentine's Day. Oh, my gosh. So, again, it was if you buy a $50 gift card here at Prairie Gardens, then you get a free, beautiful orchid um, in in a really pretty ceramic pot. And it's if you buy a $25 gift card, you get a papyrus card. Lovely yep, card. choice. It. That's great. All right. So come on out to Prairie Gardens. Take advantage of those specials. We're open until 6 today. We, we are. 12 to 5 tomorrow. 
yep. as we're going through these winter hours. And yep. then 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday right now. And then ho hopefully yeah. around the early March, we'll expand back out. Expand those hours. Yay. You've been listening to Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens with plant experts Marianne Metz, Steve Brown, and John Wise Garver. I'm Tamara McDaniel. Uh, our producer today is Blake Landa. Stay tuned for Saturday Sports Talk. Next, here on News Talk 1400, WDWS Champaign-Urbana. And uh, keep in mind, if you're an Ivy Long member, you get an extra 10% off on Tuesdays. Have a wonderful weekend. <laughs>